The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSS. That's code ROSS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker Football Podcast. It is the final. I'm almost getting sad here. Power Rankings Tuesday of the 2021 NFL season presented by DraftKings. What does that mean? It means we still do five a week through the Super Bowl. It just means on Tuesdays, we'll either have another guest or I, I forget every, I literally forget every year what we call the Tuesday shows after we don't do power rankings anymore because we're actually able to get to more of your emails. It's like, a, it's not a mailbag Monday. It's like a something, maybe Brian will remember, but there's something where we get to more of your, maybe it's just a Tuckheads Tuesday where we get to more of your email questions on a Tuesday. And we also have um, some guests, some new and unique guests, which is always fun as well. So nice, by the way, to be home. Hadn't been home since like 4 a.m. Friday morning and to do the show from home as opposed to at the airport, which I just want to mention something real quick. You know, I did get a tweet from someone who was upset that I didn't get a chance to go into greater detail on the Raiders-Chargers game and that they were really looking forward to it. And I think that's probably fair. You know, we try really hard to make sure, first of all, we always make sure you guys have a show every day. Always, right? So there are times where it is not easy. I was going to do the show either from the Allegiant Stadium press box or back from my hotel, but the game went so long, I had to hustle just to make my flight and barely made it. So at that point, our choice was to either do it during my layover and so that you guys had it, a lot of you, for your morning commute or had to wait. I wouldn't have been able to do it till like 1030 in the morning. And we don't like to do it that late. We like to try to get it to you as often as possible where it's available by 8 a.m. Eastern. That's what we try to do. Um, but I did get one, um, one tweet that said, man, I was so looking forward to the game. And then I listen, you know, hearing your breakdown of the game, and I listened to it and – 
you know, you, you barely said anything about it. So I actually went back and listened. And, you know, number one, um, any critique you guys ever have, it's fair. It's fair. Like this is, you guys are consumers of the product. I will listen to any of you. So if you email me, Ross at RossTucker.com, if you tweet and I take it to heart. I mean, this is a, a business that Brian and I have been trying to build for like a decade, right? So I take it to heart. I will just say, unlike other shows that are available, Brian and I actually at times we're in it, right? Like we travel, we go to games, which I think ultimately is a benefit for you guys because we're able to, you know, give you some stories and tell you what the press box food was like and actually be in the atmosphere. But there are extenuating circumstances where the audio might not be crystal clear. And just so you know, I would have talked more about the game yesterday. Wherever I was at the Charlotte airport, I wasn't supposed to be. And a lady had come over like twice and was like, excuse me, sir. I don't know if you can hear it on the show, but she was like, excuse me. Like I was not supposed to be there. And then I had to catch the next flight. So that's why I'm going to tell you more about that epic Chargers Raiders game today. Cause I know, by the way, I have a buddy that's a Raiders fan. Uh, I got a couple of buddies that are Raiders fans actually, and they wanted to hear more about it. And I actually know a guy that's a Chargers fan too. So I'll get into that momentarily. Just want you to know, always take your, your feelings into account and your critique. And we're doing the best we can. Every once in a while, you know, there's going to be a unique situation like that. This week, by the way, Saturday, I will be back home. I'm going home. I'm going home. Tell the Bills Mafia I'm going home. And I don't remember the rest of the words, but I'll be in Buffalo Saturday night. That game is going to be bananas. Bills hosting the Patriots. I'll be calling that one for Westwood One with Steve Tasker on the sideline for us. Just incredible. And then Monday night, I am going to check off the last NFL stadium off my list that I've yet to be to get to. SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles. Kurt Warner will be in the booth. I will be on the sideline for the Rams and the Cardinals. So my first time at SoFi will be on the sideline. So um, you know what? We're going to have to figure out how we'll do the show on Monday. Maybe that'll be a little bit later. Or maybe we'll do it Sunday night, actually. And then, but Tuesday is going to be an issue. So every once in a while, times like this, things like that happen. Uh, it's a new week, so we'll have new winners across the board. It's already been five minutes, so I'm not going to get into that. You guys know the deal with the winners. Shout out to Jonathan Daher, D-A-H-E-R. He is our patron shout out of the day, patreon.com slash RT Media. It's Big Show time. Show. All right, well, uh, let's hear about the epic Chargers-Raiders game before we dive into the final power ranking. So, what you got from Allegiant? Yeah, and, and one other thing, Brian, I'll mention now is um, I'm going to go into really good detail on the Division One FBS National Championship game with Emory Hunt on today's College Draft podcast. So if you want to hear more about the national championship, you know, some of you are really into college football. Some of you aren't. But if you're really into it, 
definitely listen to Emery and I break down last night's awesome game on today's College Draft Podcast. Plus, you know, for how many teams in the playoffs? 14. For 18 of you, for your teams, it's fully engaged in the playoffs. I mean, in, in the draft now. Fully engaged. And I would hope and expect that you listen to the College Draft Podcast because Emery is excellent and it's go time. For the draft. By the way, if you ever have any feedback or ways we can improve that show, let us know as well. But Emery uh, will get you up to date on the Senior Bowl, the Shrine Game, uh, some of the top prospects that played last night. I encourage you to check that one out. The one NFL-related note I will say about last night's game, probably something I talked to Andrew Brandt about on, uh, on Wednesday. I think I'm going to have Andrew on the show again this week. Jamison Williams reportedly torn ACL, MCL, uh, first-round pick for Alabama wide receiver, that hurts. And that is why guys opt out, and that is why you will see even more guys opt out. That's just the way it is. That's that's what's going to happen when you see a guy that just lost millions of dollars. He still might be a first-round pick, but he's not going to go as high as he would have. He lost millions of dollars as a result of that. Um, as for the game, boy, Brad, I, I'm very fortunate, you know, that I get a chance to call games like that. Uh, first of all, just walk into the stadium. The Raiders game, that was a vibe. Just walk into the stadium, that was a vibe, man. I mean, that was uh, absolutely awesome. The It was so nice out in Vegas. I land yesterday morning here in Pennsylvania, and it is freezing here. But there were a lot of Chargers fans, actually, that made the drive, made the trek. Uh, but it was such a scene at the Raiders game. And I don't know. I can't remember the last time I've done a Raiders home game. It was obviously in Oakland. But the Raiders! Um, I love that stadium. Uh, you know, the being there for John Madden's family to be there to light the torch, I thought was really, really special. And one thought I had during the game was that the way those teams played, even though a tie could have allowed them both to make the playoffs, was a like that. John Madden would have loved that game. John Madden would have loved that those teams, in his mind, didn't dishonor the game, and they gave. Think about this. Everybody's talking about. Oh, they should have just taken me. They should have just taken me. That might have been the best regular season game I've ever seen or been to. And we, we, we wouldn't have had any of that. We wouldn't have had, as I talked about yesterday with him being in the zone, Justin Herbert converting six fourth downs. They were all like eight yards or more. I mean, you know, some of the notes coming out of the game, um, it was like a roller coaster. The Raiders went up first. When you had, you know, Foster Moreau had the big play, even though there was a goal line stand by the Chargers. Moreau had the big play. DeAndre Roberts' fumble led to the Hunter Renfro touchdown. So it's 10 nothing, and you're like, okay, Raiders. But then Justin Herbert, pinpoint accuracy, converts his first fourth down. Eckler gets a touchdown. He always does. Then again, Herbert on fire. Eckler gets another touchdown. He always does. So it was 14-10. You know, one of the things I thought was a little disappointing of the game, I'm, I, I don't enjoy penalties. 
Now, some of those were blatant, and they were on the Chargers. That, that was the Chargers' fault. But I don't enjoy penalties, and there was a lot of them. I thought the Zay Jones one was probably an uncatchable ball, but you also can't tackle them like that. You know, you can't. I'm a big believer in situations like that. You can't give the officials the opportunity to throw the flag, and they certainly did. Um, you know, one of the biggest plays of the game was when the Chargers went for it on fourth down at their own 18 and got stuffed. I think that was the only fourth down they didn't get because they didn't just have Herbert throw it. They ran it on third down and fourth down. They won't be doing that again. If they're going to go for it on fourth downs, I'm pretty confident it's going to be Herbert doing it. <clears throat> just absolutely incredible. When it was 26-14, the Raiders were up. The last thing I thought we'd see at that point was a tie or overtime. But give a lot of credit to Herbert for finding a way to come back from down 15, finding a way to get them into overtime. The last thing I think probably needs to be talked about is the timeout by Brandon Staley in overtime. You know, I, I don't think I mentioned this yesterday. They, they were going to run the ball on third and four. I mean, they, they were going to run the ball. Now, depending on the yardage, perhaps they would have let the clock run out, as Bisacci has said, or try a field goal attempt. If it was too long of a field goal, then they might not have tried it because they might not have wanted to take the chance of a blocked field goal return for a touchdown or like a kick six deal. But they were still going to run the ball before Staley called the timeout. And if they got as many yards as they ended up getting – they probably still would have kicked the field goal. So I think the I think the field goal was overblown there for or the timeout was overblown there for Staley. Terrific game. Uh Max Crosby was a gigantic factor, clearly, against Storm Norton. I thought it was disappointing that the Chargers didn't help him out more. Um and Uchenna Nwosu, I thought was incredible as well for um the Chargers. That's the other one. That stood out. You know what stands out to me right now? How hard it is to find people for jobs. I mean, everybody, everywhere you go, they have a staffing issue. That's why you need to create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 770 million people. You can focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience, and use screening questions to get your role in front of only the most qualified. Look, this works. You know, I have, I have interns for a lot of these jobs for um, some of my businesses, like myfrontpagestory.com or Go Big Recruiting, small businesses, sure. But all these young kids are on LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week? Nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash Ross. That's linkedin.com slash Ross to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for the all-important power ranking. The worst team in the history of the NFL is... This week, well, the last one of the week... Last one of the week. Last one of the season, I should say. Number 32, the New York Giants. Yeah, I mean, they earned it. Uh, that was a putrid performance yet again against Washington. The Jaguars had a terrific performance. 
against the Colts, clearly. And I think if those teams play in my backyard right now, I think the Jaguars would beat them. So it's uh, it's hard to believe in Joe Judge's second year, by the way. It's not like it's his first year. But the New York Giants are finishing the season as the worst team in my power rankings. Right now, they're saying Joe Judge will be back. I think that's possible, but man, that really limits you in terms of the GMs, unless you promise the GM that he can actually pick his own guy after a year if Judge doesn't work. Just watching Joe Judge, what are the odds that he's going to mesh well with the next GM? Number 31, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Kind of already talked about them. Man, if you're a Jags fan, I know they want bulky fire, and I get that, but you got to feel much better about them going into the offseason after that game. Number 30, the New York Jets. They still did some positive things in that game against the Bills, and I think if you're a Jets fan, you can see light at the end of the tunnel. They still got work to do, but you can see the light. 29, Carolina Panthers. So it sounds like Matt Rule will be back for another year. Uh, they, I think I said this yesterday, talking about their team. They need to improve the offensive line. They need to get a quarterback. And uh, those two things are heavily correlated. I mean, look, it's two of the three most important positions in the league. You're not going to have a lot of success unless you're not bottom five at those two spots. Number 28, Houston Texans. You know, it's never a good thing when the head coach says, as far as I know, I'm still the head coach. Those guys a lot of times end up no longer being the head coach. And if they fire David Cully after what he did with that team this year, then they were always going to fire David Cully. And they wanted him for like a one-year down year, bad year, while they got through the Deshaun Watson mess. I should mention, by the way, that Dave Gettleman, the Giants general manager, retired, but I think everybody kind of already knew that that was going to happen. Number 27, Chicago Bears. Duh, Bears, the Bears, the Bears, the Bears, the Bears, the Bears, the Bears. Duh, Bears. So they fired the GM, Ryan Pace, and the head coach, Matt Nagy. I think everybody kind of saw that coming, knew that was going to happen. Um, I thought Nagy did a better job than Pace did. I'm still thoroughly confused by some of the moves that Pace made. Quite frankly, Nagy never really had um, a very good offensive line or quarterback. I don't know. He's got a winning record, I think. Made the playoffs twice and never had a top 25 quarterback in the league. Top 20, maybe Trubisky was 20 to 25 the one year. Their O-line was never really very good. So it's really pretty simple, isn't it? If you're never given a if, – if you don't have a good quarterback or a good O-line, you're going to get fired sooner rather than later. 26, the Lions. So they're moving on from Anthony Lynn as the offensive coordinator, but they removed play-calling duties from him a long time ago anyway. I think they'll get somebody else in there to call the plays. Number 25, the Washington football team. So they're, they're another one. Man, there's a lot of teams down here where you really feel like they have question marks at quarterback. 
And it's just hard to imagine, for me at least, Washington going into the season next year with Heineke as their starter yet again. I just don't I don't envision that, but there's not that many veteran quarterbacks to go around. Atlanta Falcons are number 24. Right, which is, you know, there's two reasons why I think the Falcons will keep Matt Ryan. Number one, they were good enough this year that if they build up the roster around him, they should absolutely be thinking playoffs next year. Playoffs? So that's number one. Number two, they uh, where who else are they going to get to play quarterback? Like, okay, you trade Matt Ryan. Who else are you going to get to play quarterback? That you're, I don't think you're going to be able to get one of these other guys. So I don't really understand that. Unless the draft fell to them perfectly and they love the guy, it just doesn't make sense. Plus, they would have over $40 million in dead cap money on Matt Ryan. And Matt Ryan's not that old. I mean, Matt Ryan, and with his style of play, you know, Matt Ryan is still a, a top 20 quarterback any day of the week. He's 36 years old. He's probably got four good years left. I, I don't know. I, I guess I just kind of feel like four years, if you're a head coach like Arthur Smith, a lot of these guys get fired after two years or three years. You could have Matt Ryan for your whole tenure. You could do a lot worse, that's for sure. <clears throat> Number 23, Cleveland Browns. So they say Baker is going to be back, but I think that they need to explore their other options. They probably know, though, that their other options aren't great. You know, they probably know that it'd be a, a big ask to try to get Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson to come to Cleveland, even if those guys do leave, which I'm not as sure about anymore. 22, the Denver Broncos. So the Broncos, uh, we already knew this Sunday morning, they fired Vic Fangio, who will be the most sought-after defensive coordinator by far. But, I mean, I don't know what the highest-paid coordinator makes, but it might be Vic Fangio as a defensive coordinator by the time this thing's done. It really might. And uh, I think the Broncos, stop me if you've heard this one before, Bri. They really just need a quarterback, a better quarterback. Yeah, I've heard that one once or twice. Number 21, the Ravens. Yeah, just a uh, kind of a lost year for the Ravens with all the various injuries. You know, are they finishing last in the a AFC North? Either them or the Browns. I have to look. They're, I think maybe they're both tied at 8-9. and nine. I'll tell you right now the Baltimore Ravens will be my bounce-back team to go ahead and have a great chance to uh, win the division and make major noise next year. Major noise after they get all those guys back. Number 20, the Vikings. The Minnesota Vikings. No surprise that Mike Zimmer got fired. I think what was a little bit more surprising because of the roster – and they have a lot of good players, was that Rick Spielman lost his job as well. But, you know, he had been there for 16 years, which is a long time. And I understand the thought process of the Will family, kind of wanting a clean slate, don't have a problem with that, and love how amicable those parties 
you know, split. I, you know, this is the business. It's a tough one. And it's okay to recognize, you know, that it's probably best for everybody if there's a change. Number 19, Seattle Seahawks. So there's going to be some change there. I, I don't. I wonder if how they play at the end is enough to kind of run it back. If if they if they finish strongly enough that that convinced ownership to give this group one more year. Eighteen, the Saints. Another pretty good candidate for a bounce back, but another team that's you know really going to have to find an upgrade at quarterback to be able to to take the next step and you know be a contender. That you know they could maybe make the playoffs next year with Taysom Hill or Jameis Winston, but they're not really a contender. Number 17, the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, very happy that it ended this way for Roethlisberger because there were a lot of people that wanted the Steelers to move on from him before this year. I am glad that you can't have a bunch of people saying, see, they waited too long. They should have gotten rid of him, man. Like, I am glad that the Steelers allowing him to have one more chance was rewarded. Number 16, the Indianapolis Colts. Going to be very interesting to see what they do there this offseason. If any changes are made, that was obviously an extremely disappointing end of the season for them and there's probably a lot of reasons for it but it's unacceptable just like to me standing in line forever to get something unacceptable can't do it uh that's why i'm all about AutoZone for auto parts you can order online and pick it up fast with their free same day store pickup or if you want to wait until the next day you can order what you need on autozone.com with free next day delivery. You can even order as late as 10 p.m. and your package will arrive the next day right on time. You guys know how I feel about time and how valuable it is. Uh, you also know how much I love when you guys email me and you send me pictures of you at AutoZone or AutoZone receipts. It's starting to catch on. I love it. Next time you're starting a job, start it by shopping your way at AutoZone.com with their free same-day pickup, free next-day delivery. Get in the zone, auto zone. That's it for the Colts? Yes. All right. Dolphins, number 15. Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins fired Flores. You know, I might have more to say about this tomorrow with Andrew Brandt. This is one that I think deserves a little bit of extra time, but... What I would say today is an absolute stunner. And for the most part, successful organizations and not, look at the owner. Look at the owner. A lot of times it's very reflective of the, of the team. Number 14, the Chargers. They must be scratching their head for the Chargers. You know, they knew they needed to make the offensive line better. So they get Rashawn Slater, he goes to the Pro Bowl. They get Filer, they get Lindsley starting in the Pro Bowl. They still don't make the playoffs. They, uh, I don't know what it is, but the Chargers just cannot get over the hump in those close games. Patriots, number 13. So obviously a pretty disappointing game for them against the Dolphins. 
ultimately irrelevant now, they get a chance to go to Buffalo. And what a huge win that would be for the Patriots. I think it's going to be an awesome game. I'm looking forward to being there. Number 12, the Arizona Cardinals. Kind of limping into the playoffs. You know, I, I didn't know if they'd have a letdown or not after the Cowboys game. They did. I don't envision them going into L.A. Monday night and winning, but uh, I think they're good enough that it could be a heck of a game. We'll see if J.J. Watt is able to actually get out there. Number 11, Philadelphia Eagles. E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles. So kind of, a, in my mind, a tough draw for the Eagles going against the Bucks, who have a good run defense. And also, it's Tom Brady, man. Tom Brady. So, uh, but I think the Eagles are good enough that that's going to be a heck of a football game, too, that I'm really looking forward to. Number 10, the Las Vegas Raiders. You know, I saw somebody else tweet this, um, and I, I will second it. Rich Bisaccia deserves a chance as the, as the full-time guy. I mean, to be able to write the ship that he righted, is that the right word, Brian? Write sure. it? Yeah. Is he, to be able to write the ship that he righted, after everything that went on with Gruden, you know, they won a lot. Like, what are you looking for in a coach? Overcome adversity. They sure as heck did that. Come through in close games. They sure as heck did that. I mean, if Passaccia doesn't get the job, what, what are we even doing here? Number nine, the Niners. That was a gigantic win for Kyle Shanahan and for Jimmy Garoppolo. You know, Shanahan was kind of, people were starting to wonder about him out there in San Francisco, and they needed that win. Jimmy G needed that win. They make the playoffs. It's a second playoff berth. And I got news for you. Cowboys better hold on to their you-know-whats because this Niners team could absolutely go into Dallas and beat them. Speaking of the Cowboys, they are number eight. Yeah, let's put it this way. I don't think the Cowboys are real happy that that's who they're playing. Although, you know what? The Cardinals, the Niners, the Eagles, all three of those wild card teams are pretty legit. I, I think all three of those teams could win a game. I don't think they all will. My guess is only one of them will end up winning. But they're, uh, they're not like fraud wild card teams. They're, they're good enough that they're deserving. Number seven, the Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills, you know, I don't know why, but I don't feel as good about them this year as I did last year going in the playoffs. Something still kind of doesn't feel quite right. It doesn't feel like their offensive line's playing as well. Um, although they have run it a little bit better. Uh, it's really simple. If Allen has a great game, they'll beat the Patriots. If he doesn't, they'll probably lose. Number six, the Bengals. Bengals Raiders is a nice game. I'm looking forward to that one. Uh, really looking forward to checking out uh, Joe Burrow and the Bengals in that playoff game. I think it's a tough spot for the Raiders. Coming off the emotional high and Sunday night and playing the full overtime to now go on the road on a short week, that's a bad spot for the Raiders. Number five, the Los Angeles Rams. So I don't know that I feel that differently, even though they lost that game against the Niners. I think the Rams are a good team. I think the Rams have good offense, good defense. They just 
the Niners kind of have their number for whatever reason. Fortunately for them, they're not playing them. Titans number four. And climbing. I'm 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 getting more and more respect for the Titans. Although they barely beat the Houston Texans again, uh, they're clutch. And that's a that's key for me, is that Tannehill has found a way to make the plays he needs to in the red zone and late in games. That's a that's a feather in their cap. Number three, Tampa Bay Bucks. Yeah, I mean, they've got this guy named Tom Brady. They're getting Fournette back. They're getting JPP, Shaq Barrett back. I don't know about Levante David. And I don't know, has Brady ever lost in the wild card round? I think maybe one year, like one year at home to the Ravens, I think, after Welker got hurt in the last regular season game. That might be the only time he's lost in the wild card round. Number two, Green Bay Packers. So the Packers didn't do anything to put them number one in my mind. Um, you know, I flipped them a couple weeks ago with the Chiefs, and they stay flipped. Although now they get to heal, and they get Zedarius Smith back, Alexander back. They're, they're going to have their dudes. I mean, if they don't get to the Super Bowl again this year, they're never going to. Russ's number one team, which is totally meaningless, but it's fun and will get many of you incredibly annoyed, is... Number one for the final power rankings of the year, the Kansas City Chiefs. They deserve it, but nobody really says at the end of the season, hey, were you the number one in Ross Tucker power rankings? You should be. They should. That, that should be the be-all, end-all, but they still think that the Lombardi trophy is a little bit more important than being number one in my power rankings. Weird, I know, but they do. So, But the Chiefs, the, the Chiefs found a way to win in Denver. Um, and they found a different way to win. So they're number one. Uh, the college draft is the number one pre-draft podcast. Check that out. Even Money Podcast. I am back in black after an unbelievable week 18 for me, which would have been even better if it wasn't for the stinking Jets. So check out both those shows today. Other than that, I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found. A lot of times on the show, I mentioned DraftKings. Here's what you need to know. you got to be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler or in Indiana, 109WITHIT. By the way, if what I was talking about included a deposit bonus, it doesn't always, sometimes it does. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough, and deposit bonuses are paid out in site credit.